Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon. And I'm Marcus Dillon. And this podcast is Who's Really the Boss, where we highlight the joys and challenges of running a business with your spouse or family. Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead and live happily ever after. Hey, welcome to another episode of Who's Really the Boss podcast. Hey, thanks for having me back. I know that we have just finished up Thanksgiving, and so hopefully all of our listeners uh, survived with family or traveling or maybe just overeating. Um, Hopefully that was a good break for most people. And a lot of our listeners as business owners may be ramping up for year end and getting ready for the end of the year um, and thinking about plans for 2023. Yeah, it's at this point, it's really close. There's not much time left, unfortunately. So if you have any last minute questions, we're almost to December and there's a couple weeks of holidays in there. You need to get those ideas out on paper and talk to your advisors to get them, you know, does anything make sense to do this year? Get ready to go to make 2023 your best year yet. With the year end coming up, I know for us um, in Dillon Business Advisors, we are going to be having a year end retreat, which was converted from a beginning of the year retreat. So we have listened to feedback from our team, what we feel personally during that month of January. It's just a very busy time for every single member of our team. And we like to do a two-day retreat, actually a day and a half, but it does spread over two days. And so there's a lot of work time that is sacrificed. And so we thought about it and what we really go over as far as business goals for the next year, looking back at achievements for the current year, all of those things could be done in December. And also we can celebrate and get together with our team any time of year. That doesn't really um, make a difference. And so because we know January is busy, we're going to start looking at that in December. So our conversation today is really talking about our services that we provide as a fractional accounting team and talking through why that's the secret sauce for business owners. So as people are considering things for the upcoming year, maybe changes that they want to make or new things that they want to implement, um, definitely a fractional accounting team is something that you want to consider. And I'll even expand it beyond that because maybe you provide those services yourself or maybe our listeners, um, already have somebody like that in place, but a fractional team maybe to help improve a different part of your business. Obviously we, we love being able to leverage the team aspect because, you know, it, it reduces risks of any one person just being response, truly responsible. And that even goes back to the business owner, as you were saying, um, you know, a lot of our clients, if they didn't have us in place, they would be doing the functions of three people, one, so applaud yourself, you're worth three people's time um, on nights or on weekends, because that's what they used to do. That's when they used to do it. That's when they used to do their accounting and payroll and get ready for a tax return and and maybe have a tax planning conversation after the year has ended. So um, 
the three things that our, our fractional team does, and we've built this into our model. We even have a calendar around when we ask certain things and have certain meetings throughout the year. And so there's definitely a cadence, which is nice. And maybe the client doesn't know that, but it's internally, it's, it's just done. And we know exactly what, when to reach out and it's planned very systematically. So the three things that our fractional accounting team really does is they analyze financial data and that's done throughout the year. And it's also kind of comes to a culmination at certain times of the year for planning purposes. And so toward the end of the year, we do that final tax projection where we project out 2022 results, see what tax bracket the client is in, and then have good conversations around what's the opportunities that are left in the remaining days or weeks or months, depending on when that meeting is held. Our team does analyze financial data. Um, they do optimize revenue opportunities. So think about a client that we have had that came to us without this service and then a benefit that they received by having this service. So think about a specific example. Um, obviously we'll keep the client's names confidential, but a specific example of having that team in place to help them analyze their financial data. There's so many um, that, that that makes sense to share. Um, I think about one and th this business has been a, a huge win and he's probably listening. And I'm just so proud of, you know, the journey that they've had and the fact that we've been able to come alongside them. There's been things that have happened in this business, whether it was, we had to make small adjustments to how they were pricing their jobs. So profitability needed to be increased along the way because rising expenses were going up. Um, all the way from the team members that they had internally. Um, so they were doing some of that accounting themselves. They had another friend of ours that was helping doing some accounting um, kind of as an, as an afterthought as a contractor. And it was not priority for that person. It definitely shouldn't have been priority for the business owners. And then other things that have come up and I'm just, I have this person in mind, um, you know, like family stuff comes up, like just health scares and surgeries and another surgery, you know, and you're just like, man. So I think having our team installed as like, we are the fractional accounting team, uh, all the way up through, I serve as their CFO. So he has direct access to me to talk about things. Um, and then even last year they went through a partner buyout, a succession event. And so how that was handled, how that was communicated as far as the tax implications on both sides of those partners. And it was done with grace. And uh, the one partner exited the business well, the other partner continued to main maintain such a high level of integrity and continues th to run that business with integrity. Um, I will say today that they are as profitable as they have ever been. They have more cash than they have ever had. And part of it is like that it's just the mindset around that. So having conversations with this owner to where it's like, Hey, what do I do with all this cash? That's a, that's a good problem to have. But then it's also, I've got $400,000 in my tax savings account. Is that too much? And it's like, yeah, that's too much because based on your projections, 
with where you're going to end out the year and what projects are going to come due and things like that, your profit is not going to be enough to drive the tax burden for that and giving them options like, okay, what do we do with that cash? Like, where do we, where do we allocate those resources to get a return on that investment? And so all of those conversations, like just to see that journey of that business and that business owner, like that's just one story. Uh, and you know, it's like, if you could hang that story on a wall, it, it would be awesome. The second biggest one is reduced risk. And, um, you know, risk can come intentional risk and it can be in unintentional, like a mistake is made. So, uh, our model where you have a team of three, there's oversight in the fact, like this person's getting reviewed by a controller and that controller is getting reviewed by the CFO. The CFO also helps coach the CSM. So it's a, a nice little mix. We've also got other leadership on our team, like a director of tax who weighs in on certain situations, make sure the whole team is educated fully from a tax perspective. So it reduces risks there and then also provides oversight internally. So if there's an internal person um, who's not the owner that handles cash or checking or whatever, our team serves as that oversight to make sure that people are staying honest. And the main thing is, you know, it happens. It happens way more than it should. And um, there's theft and employee turnover um, that happens and goes, what's the word? It, it goes un, like where you don't file charges, like they don't pursue action. So, it, you know, it's really embarrassing for the for the business owner to have their name in the paper that they file charges against a former employee for stealing from them. So most people don't pursue litigation against that former employee. Um, and then you just have turnover uh, that happens naturally, like life, life happens. And, you know, the next chapter opens and someone may decide to stay home with children or move away and they can no longer work in the business. So if you place too much responsibility on that internal person and you don't have kind of a hedge, then who picks up those pieces? And you and I know as far as it's usually the business owner that has to jump back in and figure it out. So. Yeah. I know that we have had a few clients that have had office manager changes with in addition to having our fractional accounting team in place. So we were already in place. They had an office manager change. That office manager did have uh, responsibilities related to usually accounts receivable, um, sometimes accounts payable as well. And so having our team that is also able to see into their um, QuickBooks has definite the QuickBooks knowledge or QuickBooks online, I should say, um, knowledge to help support that team, but to also help support that next person who's coming in to help them with the processes of what needs to happen. So not necessarily that our team does a full on training for an office manager for every single one of our clients, but when it comes to the QBO file and the roles and responsibilities that need to happen, the process, like best practice processes really for that business can be taught um, and shared with that person. And then also that new office manager, the old one would too, they contact our team for support. So it just, it helps a lot where they're 
business advice is not coming from a 1-800 number from somebody who's speaking in generalities, but it's coming from a team of experts, professionals, dedicated team to that client and that business and know specifically what the needs are, both for the person who's working there and then also for the business itself. As mentioned, uh, you know, employee theft happens a lot. And whether it's employee theft of time, which uh, that may cut people like deep um, and depending on how, how far you want to go as far as uh, theft of hours that you're paid to work, we'll leave that for another conversation. But as far as like employee theft, uh, one that we came across, it, they weren't they weren't a true um, like client served by our team of three. We was just somebody that we served on an annual basis and helped on a la carte uh, consulting and projects. And I don't know if we were kind of the person that pointed to it, but ultimately what was happening, the office manager who was in charge of buying office supplies and stocking the refrigerator at the office for, you know, a big, a big uh, facility was actually caught going to, I think it was Kroger, going to Kroger a couple times a week and buying their own personal groceries to the tune of, it was a lot, like two to $300 a week. Um, and that was before milk cost $9 a gallon. But uh, <laughs> so they were essentially, you know, the numbers add up and then uh, they approached this person, the person immediately caved in and you start doing a little bit digging. Um, I think it was in the tens of thousands of dollars, which doesn't make sense to um, to litigate because the cost of an attorney and everything that goes with it. But the problem is that in, that former employee just goes and gets another job and it's not on their resume and you can't. It, so it was it, after doing some digging, this person had done that at multiple, multiple places. So. All that to say, how do you avoid um, that? And one, you have a team of three that that does that, that reduces your risk of that. But even if you don't have a team of three in place, what we always recommend if you're the business owner or the leader in the organization and you're trying to cut down on fraud or the potential for it, to review the bank statements and the credit card statements, not the reconciliation, not the accounting, but the actual statements themselves where it shows the money in the money out, because that's, that's how we caught that individual um, with the owners. We started asking questions about uncoded trips to Kroger and they were like, this doesn't make sense. We don't go to Kroger twice a week for hundreds of dollars a week. So that's the piece that's kind of scary, especially if you're just operating out of, you know what your cash balance is, or you know what your credit card balance is, and you, you don't look at any of the transactions. That's a scary thing. Yeah. So let's hit that last point. What was, what is the, I guess, third and final, maybe final, maybe we'll give some bonus, maybe we'll give extra, but third uh, reason a fractional accounting team is the secret sauce for business owners. Yeah, the third the third piece is just that it's cost effective. So whenever you if you were to actually price out having uh, a CSM, which is the equivalent of an in-house accountant, uh, a client controller and a client CFO, if you were to employ all of those people, 
in your organization, it would be hundreds of thousands of dollars. And whenever you do that in a fractional, fractional capacity, it's truly a fraction of the cost. And so you get all of that industry knowledge, you get all of the years of experience um, at your disposal. You also get um, the benefit of it being a team with cross you know, review, if you will, versus trying to go out and find a team yourself. And, and that's the hard thing to do in today's market. You know, I'm sure a lot of people that listen to this podcast also are in the market for at least one open position that they have on their team. And so that's where we felt it was our place. We've created a great place here for, um, for people that do want to serve clients and we can do that so much more cost effective than if someone were to bring that experience in house. Yeah. And I think a pro tip there, you mentioned that everybody probably has at least one vacancy that they're currently trying to fill. I think even before we had the hiring challenges or the staffing challenges that are um, present in today's economy, I would say that we had already started talking about before this, that even if you don't have a vacant position, you need to be thinking about and looking for the next position that you want to hire. So that if you find a good person, you, you've already been looking and you cut down on the time that it's going to take to actually put someone in a position. And so, um, yeah, just, a, just another pro tip there. Don't, don't wait until you have a vacancy, especially in today's, uh, market. There's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, so everybody can resonate with that. Yeah. We, we have a hiring roadmap based on our growth and we know that <clears throat> when we're going to have to hire that next CSM and either promote the next controller or hire the next controller all the way through, you know, that next salesperson or that next administrator. Um, so would recommend if businesses can do that to actually put out a hiring roadmap and whatever you can't, doesn't make sense to hire for, you need to outsource. And we've said this many different times, many different ways. Um, it does make sense to a certain point. And even us, like having, having us as your fractional accounting team, whenever our services no longer make sense. I, I feel that we have the integrity to tell you that and figure out the next chapter for you, whether you're in a decline stage, more of a succession planning event, or if you're in growth mode and you really do need to go spend hundreds of thousands of dollars for dedicated people in your business to be that. So I think that's part of it. Um, I know that given our our average monthly spend per client um, is about two thousand dollars per month, and so if you if you multiply that out and just say that's without payroll, that's without bill pay, but um, the average business we serve, and um, that's twenty four thousand dollars a year. Where are you going to find somebody for twenty four thousand dollars a year? that doesn't require PTO, that doesn't require benefits, that doesn't require payroll tax, that doesn't require, I don't know, like you just start, you start shaking your head and our and has team- years of knowledge and expertise yeah. or, or even any experience with QBO or an accounting system yeah. to keep up with your financials. 
So, you know, at, and that's after year one, after you, you've been implemented, you know, and, and installed, so to speak. So year one's always a little bit more expensive because we have to get you on the bus and do back work and things like that. But our average is at that price point. We have some clients that scale higher depending on their service level and if they opt into certain other things. But it, the, the range of those from $18,000 a year to $60,000 a year, if people are spending 5,000, like maybe they, maybe they are able to hire better, like better qualified and less expensive candidates than we find in the market. But the, it's just a challenge right now. And I am so thankful of the team that we have and our pricing is well worth it. Um, I'm speaking from like a huge place of privilege uh, to say that, but you ultimately have to show the value. And I think our team does that on a weekly, biweekly, monthly, and annual basis that the value that someone has in that $24,000 average is more than enough as far as return on investment with the advice and the team that they're getting throughout the year. Yeah. And I love the fact that when you look at a fractional team, each of our clients get a dedicated team of three. They get a client service manager, they get a fractional controller and a fractional CFO, but the support and the advice and the work that they do, we have a team of 20. So our team is actually tapping into all of our resources, knowledge, experience, expertise. So it's not even that you're getting three instead of you know one employee that you might hire. You're getting the knowledge and expertise experience of our whole team of 20. And so I've, I love that about us. I love that we have been able to experience that through fractional IT services, through fractional uh, revenue operation services, those exact same things that when one single person, you know, encounters, encounters a challenge or something new that they may not have seen before, at least one, two or more of the rest of the team has and can come alongside them and help. So um, I love, I love the fact of a team approach rather than a single individual to do something. Yeah, we, we have a, a client right now that um, he's been, I think he was one of our first clients on this model and he hired us with a lot of trust. Um, you know, it was just one of those service offerings that we were rolling out. We didn't know what we didn't know. And I think he started at probably a price point of $750, $800 a month. And we were, we were doing it all. Um, yeah, I would say it was probably above that. Was it above a thousand? I, I, I think that was. It, it might it might have been above a thousand just because we were doing all of the services, uh, bill pay, yeah. payroll, and accounting, tax returns uh, for personal and business. So he's also grown like crazy, um, but at that price point, and I th maybe let's just say it was twelve thousand dollars a year. A year. Um, we were not as defined as we are now. I don't, we just had a team of two back then, not the team of three concept, but his, his response was you've essentially retired me from all that I ever did for the business. And he lives a great life. I think he's paying us close to um, $5,000 a month now. So about $60,000 a year to essentially run his financial um, 
aspect of his business and he has, you know, the, the balance that most business owners would dream of. And he has the profit and the confidence to live his life in a certain way and has a really good team around him in our side. And internally he has a great leadership team. So uh, that's, that's just one of those success stories where it's like, you know, another picture on the wall, so to speak, hopefully whenever, um, whenever you look up that those are the things that keep you going, those stories. So, yeah. Well, I think this has been a great conversation. I, uh, do hope that our listeners will start considering what they would like to change or improve upon for the coming year and what steps do they need to take to start getting that ball rolling. It's a lot harder, I think, to start thinking about it in January and then start implementing it. Also, I think you start losing part of your year. Not that it's, you know, anytime's a bad time to get started, but if you could get a jump on at least deciding what you want to do here in December and then make implementation start in January, and then you have that full year to look at, you know, success changes, improvements that have happened um, from that decision. So really looking forward to, to hearing um, how people are, you know, just trying to get better and live a better life. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for leading that conversation. Thanks for hanging with us to the end of another episode. If you have thoughts, comments, or feedback you would like to share, please leave us a comment or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Join us again next week for another great conversation.